And then let's head up this freaking podcast. Yeah, let's do this, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Hi folks, welcome to the second episode of the Peacocks Podcast. As you can see for the folks watching on YouTube, we have video evidence now. This is about an hour just to set up because as you can see we have our um, we have our Corona Underground Bunker here. Come to this address if you want some toilet paper. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so for all of you folks who are watching on YouTube, we are also on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud anyone who wants to listen to us on the go if you don't want to use up your battery or um, your minutes on your phone so yeah with that being said let's oh, just even jump your right... data oh yeah your data yeah. as well yeah yeah of course that's really important with that being said let's do let's just jump right into it andrew how has it been with we last time we talked it was uh about a month ago oh first... snap yeah yeah that was crazy damn time's flown yeah. now what the hell have i been up to in the last month Surviving, bro. <laughs> yeah, pretty surviving. much. You know what I mean? It's been like, wow, everything's just happening. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I did a, a show reel for someone recently. Mm-hmm. Helped out. It went dope. Yeah, it went really well. Um, can't remember what I was about to say about that, but no, it went good. <laughs> we just did a scene in it. Yeah, just one scene. She sent me just one scene and no like script around it. So usually that's how I build a character, read the whole script, and then work on that scene. But I didn't have the whole script, so I just thought, you know what? She's had a scene. Yeah, just a scene. So I thought, fuck it, let me create everything else <laughs> mm, yeah and, no, it was it was difficult but it went down quite nicely sometimes sometimes like when i when i do stuff uh when i have the characters and you have the whole book i like mm. to make a, a kind of like a before and after of what the events happened or their upbringing uh-huh. but it almost seems like you had to create this entire person's life entire apart from this person. one moment pretty much yeah. yeah and it was nuts it was like bang middle in the, in the story mm-hmm. in fact maybe maybe a bit towards the end so i just have to just come up with anything Absolutely, brother. Fill well, the gaps. That's the game, isn't it? That's the game. That's it. Yeah, and it's um, I've heard a lot of uh places who do uh, what do you call it? Kind of like uh, acting uh lessons or like classes where you can meet people. They've all been shut down now. Uh, so how is this uh how have this uh, epidemic uh, all helped you? Like, cause it's it's so hard to to work right now. And, yeah. And to actually be creative. Anything, any of my yeah. jobs are just like nothing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just yeah, it's crazy at the minute. I'm just keeping busy, working out. <laughs> um, listening, yeah, like I said earlier, uh, listening to audio book Tim Ferriss's audio book for four hour work week. Yeah. Cause I really respect Tim Ferriss. I've been listening to his podcast for years. You know what, the audiobook's actually decent at the moment. I'm not too far in at the moment, but it's, it's decent. Yeah. You learn anything from it so far? Obviously, you're not too far in it, but is there anything oh, you feel like? Oh, snap. What a question. There was, oh, what was that section? I know exactly when it is in the in the audiobook. One hour, seven minutes in. <laughs> it's like a highlighter of your mind. Yeah. Well, I don't exactly remember what it was, but I know it was dope. It was some, God, oh, do drop some wisdom. So I've kept that little that little pinpoint in my mind to go back to. But what the heck was it? I can't remember anyway. Tim Don't worry about it. So, you know. Don't worry about it. Do you get those on um Audible? Actually this one I got on YouTube. I just typed it on YouTube. <laughs> oh, so you just get Oh, okay. Well, it makes sense. He would do that. He's a he's a good businessman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he does quite a few different YouTube videos as well. Yeah, yeah. You um you asked me to listen to a podcast uh when we finished last time after mm-hmm. recording. It was a uh, Let's Talk Bra. Let's talk bra. Yeah, it was great. Sick, I listened to um his uh interview with um Tom Williamson. 
The actor. Yeah, did I see his yeah, name right? Yeah, yeah. Tom Williamson, yeah. Listen to it on the way here. Uh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Uh, it was really nice having a, a podcast where it has... We can hone in a specific topic that, you know, it feels like it's connected to you uh, specifically, or at least like what I was dealing with a couple of years ago. So it's really interesting having someone who can talk about that freely, and especially for being African as well. Mm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's dope. It's such a good podcast because you know I, I just don't hear anyone else talking about it. Yeah, that's one thing that really opened my eyes. Yeah, fact, apart from us, obviously. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Quality content, okay. That's it. That's how we rock and roll, and I'm eating some raisins too, baby. Oh my god, this was oh, a bad right. idea. <laughs> we got some <laughs> podcast friendly ch- uh, sweets right here. Got some chews. We haven't got any crisps right now. No apples. Can't hear those crunch sounds. But you can hear the <laughs> of the oh, rapper. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, there's not a lot of people talking about it, and I feel like there's so much to to talk about in that sense because I think me and you share something quite similar. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind me saying that. Both of us have been trying to live with our um, African heritage and, and embrace that, but we've been in mainly, predominantly white um, environments. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, for me specifically, and I suppose for you, that was a real trouble for us. And then once um, you come to London, you have these a lot of... Uh, Almost feeling like you have that card where you say you're not black enough. or you're, mm-hmm. you're I even got that in Canterbury. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. I was one of like one of the few black people there, and they're like, "Nah, you're, you're not black." By a, by a Caucasian? Yeah, of course. You're an Oreo coconut. Jesus Christ! Yeah, what it's else rough. are they? It's rough. Bounty. Yeah, <laughs> you're white. Anything? Yeah, yeah. But sorry, it's but tough you because no, no, you're right because yeah, it's uh, there's no being black uh, isn't like you know gang banging and rapping and trap mm-hmm. music and stuff like that you know it's it's about embracing your culture in many different ways and people like to express themselves it's about it's about if people were just like that then no one would be an individual mm-hmm. and that's what i really love about embracing that culture and uh so how did you find it uh trying to uh, embrace your culture with uh, all of these issues happening is there any uh, ways that you find around or uh, tips or tricks that you tried to find, find to, to be more of yourself oh snap oh Someone's wow we're getting above. some asmr someone sneaking in my house right now that's oh, wow. mad how loud it is <laughs> hey guys don't worry about it that's just a glitch in the system <laughs> you guys at home right you didn't see anything right you see dust yeah. coming there that's nothing okay <laughs> don't worry about that no, sorry, back to your question. Well, um, how did I stay true to my culture with this, sorry? Yeah, and, or, or more like, what is some of the issues that you had and how did you overcome them? Gosh, the issues I had. I could that's write a, a book question. on that. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Try to remember, like, a little fine when I'm asked direct, I'm always like, oh shit, what is it? But it yeah. just comes to me. Let me see. So I remember, yeah, being told I'm not black or, or I'm, I'm white. Or you're the whitest black person I know. Mm-hmm. Remember hearing that a lot. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. Um, was that in school? Was that in high school? Yeah. Where, where, what time secondary school. So is that when you start? You went to Canterbury. Uh, I went to Canterbury to start of. Not the... to call it Canterbury, by the way. Fuck you, Canterbury. <laughs> <laughs> What's Canterbury? <laughs> what? What's Canterbury? Where was it called again? Canterbury. I've been saying it like that this whole time. Really? We've been friends for a year, like over a year, and you haven't told me that yet. I've never heard it like that. Canter before. Canterbury. Yeah, Canterbury. I thought, okay, right, cool. 
fuck the other place that doesn't exist. Cool. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I moved there when I was um seven. So starting off primary school there. And I remember everyone was like, just surprised to see black people. Because the, the school, I think there were... And you were one of the only black people there? Yeah. In your family, I yeah. think there were like three, four of them in my school. Me, my brother, this one girl, and... I've left an extra space in case there was someone else I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you, random you know, person. Yeah. Who there was. Yeah. But um yeah, like so people were just surprised, shocked and and, and I don't I guess they didn't know how to treat me, how to how to really talk to me. So yeah, it was tricky. I remember at first, I believe yeah, at first I dealt with some bullying. And cause I think just people were just like, What and what's a black person doing here? So yeah, I, I get um, So when, so when so when you said you dealt with bullying, what kind of um issues was it exactly? Uh, gosh, I remember, see, it was nothing too heavy, but just a bit more like exclusion, excluding me from crowds and stuff. Um, mm. I remember this guy kept knocking my pencil case off the table in class, some dude trying to give me a wedgie, <laughs> just yeah. a lot of like st- random stuff. And, and they then... were all, they, do you feel they were all racially um, fueled? It's, uh, it's, it's a hard one. I, I think it might be racially motivated, but then again, I was also the new kid. So it's from bouncing it out. Yeah. But, but the fact I do think it was probably... Uh, I think maybe it was, a, it was yeah. a bit of both, because in a sense, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're new, the same time, like, when it's uh, people who are generally the same sort of culture as you, you can kind of uh, look past the fact that they're new, or like mm-hmm. not really figure out who it is, but when you have someone who you haven't seen before, and that he is African... Completely different culture. Uh, yeah, completely different colour than you, they're going to stand out. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. And um, someone's going for a run up there. I know, like, right? oh my god! I've never come across this before. Oh, it was fine. We're a podcast yeah, for last time. Last podcast time. one. Anyway, perfectly. Anyway, we'll try our best to to talk really <laughs> loud over them. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really impressive because when I grew up, because I'm I'm mixed race, uh, in Scotland, uh, I didn't have many people who were who are who were um, black. Uh, I was probably the closest person to being black there, and I got a lot of bullying just from my friends. And I think for me, there wasn't anyone I could connect to. Mm-hmm. So when the bullying happened, I was just like, "Oh, I'm just happy to like that's that's the closest." Being called a nigger was the only closest point to uh, expressing my culture that I could find yeah. at that point. And uh, at the time, I didn't mind it, but then looking back, I was like, "Whoa, that really has fucked me up." And, and yeah. I know what you mean, and that's yeah. uh, you made a very good point that there's no one you could like go to and be, be like, yeah. no group yeah. you can be apart like, from your family. If you, yeah, if you can talk. But to even them, yeah. then, you know, you can't be like, oh, this happens school yeah. today. For me, anyway, I didn't feel like that close. You'd to my never family. do that. Yeah. My, so it just felt like you just hold this shit in and just take it. I would always tell yeah. my stepdad because I was raised to talk about how I feel a lot, mm-hmm. and I think that's um, one thing. That's that, interesting. That's a good way. Yeah, really good. it's it's good for me, but sometimes. Uh, uh, I, I lost a lot of friends because I was brutally honest. Just just far too much. Uh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I digress. Um, I remember telling my stepdad many times because uh, I was out and I, my one of my best friends. He is, um, he's Greek, mm-hmm. and we're out and oh, camera. But yeah, uh, I remember I was out with my friend and and uh, we were walking down the street and then there was a group of white people and they started uh, yelling, calling me a nigger. Mm-hmm. And then I went home and I started telling my stepdad, yeah, I mean, we're out. And I just, some guy started calling me that. He was like, right, get in the car. I was like, what? He says, get in the car. Let's go and find them. 
And I was like, whoa, okay, this isn't, no, we're not doing this right now. So, uh, even though I think my stepdad, he, he's also mixed race and he's Jamaican. So I think his way of, of being a man, or at least um black man, is to try and, when an issue erupts, be aggressive and assertive of how you feel about it. Mm. Even though he's very true to his culture and he could be really honest with you, but when a problem arises, it's like it's action time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really appreciated that, knowing that there was going to be someone who would like fight for me. But yeah. I just... I just feel like sometimes being aggressive isn't the way to talk about it. Yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm not a very aggressive person myself, so I definitely understand that as well. I know, right? It's great. <laughs> go on. Stomping all over oh our podcast. God. <laughs> gives a, gives, we're looking for, like, uh, we're hiding from the government kind of uh, uh, environment. That's what we're aiming for for this uh, episode of the podcast, <laughs> folks. Don't worry about it. Do you know what? Have you ever heard that podcast? Um, there's, um, there's an uh, actor's podcast. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Curtain Call. That's it. Curtain Call. No, the I British one. It's like very much they're talking with the actors backstage of um while everyone's getting ready. <laughs> so they're like, oh, sorry, pardon me. Excuse me. People stepping by. Announcements going off. But yeah, it's dope, actually. There's some cool actors on there. So, you know, this is, this is that kind of situation. <laughs> what? Well, that's really like Jesus. <laughs> I know, I've been trying to be quiet. But sorry. <laughs> oh, there's no point. There's, there's so much going on right now. We're backstage right now. This is... This is... <laughs> This is that. Yeah. Um, um, and I think as for me, at least I've been in London for about a year and a half. And before that, I moved to Glasgow and there was more people culturally there. Um, but no one seemed to really embrace the fact like they were like, um, yeah, I've met, I met a few black people, but not a lot of them embraced their culture. They're just like, yeah, you know, I'm more Scottish than anything. And I think I was fine embracing it that way. But then when I came to London, it's a whole different ballgame. Uh, and that really helped me in terms of, uh, at least for me, help uh, who I was as a, as as more of a, in terms of my Africanness because I never really was able to fully grasp it or take or feel who I am, a kind of like racial identity crisis kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a sense when you don't see a lot of black people and you're you are light and you are mixed race. Whoa, okay, yeah, that was you, huge. someone's angry, <laughs> and. And you are like, and you just think, what do people, what do people who are African, what do they think of me? Like, would they accept me? And then when I'm here, it's like, yeah, everyone just kind of doesn't know. And then I just kind of have to explain it. And I feel relieved that I know where I stand. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, well, people question it. Like, you know, last time I had this podcast, I had my box braids on it. And if someone like, you know, was to come up and say to me, or, you know, racially inappropriate, uh, you know, culturally inappropriate or something like that, I'd be... Like, like, listen, man, my listen, name is Shola. Don't listen, even try me. Shola Ogunyemi. Oh, dude, oh, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you, right? Okay, my postman. <laughs> he uh, comes to the door a couple of months ago. He's like, yeah, I've got... Uh, he's an African guy. And he comes to the, to the door and he's like, yeah, I've got a package for, for Shola. And I go, yep, yeah, that's me. And he goes, so it's a package for Shola? <laughs> and I go, uh-huh. That's me. And he goes, like, Shola. And I was like, <laughs> correct, yeah. And he goes, are you African? And I go, yeah. Can I get my package? You know? <laughs> and then oh, that was man. like, and I think ever since then, like, he's been having me quite uh, chummy. But, uh, was this in London? Yeah, it was in my, where I stay right now. Oh, uh, it's in that. Yeah. Shola Ogunyemi. Yeah. Is that you? <laughs> it's like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> sure, that's me. But, um, that's just yeah, um, when I lived in Glasgow, it was constantly, 
because I lived in a student place where lots of different people from elsewhere. So when they figured out that I was mixed race, a lot of people would tell me I'm not. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Oh no, no, you were you you're I see you as mainly white." And when I was there, I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, sure, yeah, me too, yeah, I'm really light, I guess." But now I'd feel like, well, it's not really up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you don't get to decide what I identify myself as or who I am. And when I'm in London, it's mainly just a lot of uh, explaining it to people. And I feel like I've grown a bit of a harder skin coming yeah. here. So thankful for that. Thankful for that. There's, yeah. one, there's, there's a documentary you should check out. I believe it's called Black and Scottish. Shut the fuck up. No, no. for real. Why Black. haven't you told me? <laughs> Why? <laughs> we have to talk. We've talked. I'm saying this podcast because I think. It just popped into my head now when you're talking about it. I was like, oh shit, I've seen a documentary. I, 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 well, I saw a documentary, sorry. Bad grammar there, my bad. Um, yeah, I watched a documentary like, it was a few months ago. Called Black and Scottish. And you popped into my mind when I thought about it. When I watched it even. I don't know why I didn't pass in the message. I've watched a lot of documentaries <laughs> in and out. But this wasn't on Netflix. Yeah, you do, you do watch a lot of documentaries. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was talking about like a lot of successful black Scottish people talking. Even the guy from um, Sex Education. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know his real name. Eric. His name's Shooty. Shooty. Oh, is it Shooty? I thought it was Shooty. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, it was yeah. Well, with an N. That's, that's yeah. definitely West African. Yeah, because his accent's really good in that. Yeah, um, but he's Scottish. He, he did, but his accent in his, Sex Education is his normal English. accent. No, no. It's slightly different. Is it? It's slightly different. So if you watch... Uh, I did think that when you listen to a few interviews, oh, but if you, no if you're like me and you go down the rabbit hole, you can hear, okay, uh, he's from Scotland. He's, uh, but it's very it's subtle. subtle. No, he nice, is subtle. Yeah. And uh, and I like that because I think sometimes the subtlety is the hardest part. And But he, there's certain actors who use their accent for their benefit. So for, for instance, you have David Tennant. Exactly the person I was thinking of. Exactly. And when he up, uses yeah. his, when he does his English accent, it almost sounds Scottish, but it's not. It's like really what to yeah. me. It's just bang on English. Like you know, it just sounds. I just thought it was but English. I don't know. It just kind of goes for the one that sounds a bit like that's what they say. They say, uh, I think a lot of uh, mainstream actors are asked, "Oh, when you do an American accent, what American accent do you?" And they say, "Oh, the one that sounds most British." <laughs> so I just I have to do a general American accent to do the one that sounds a little bit British. Okay. So it's easier for them. Damn, so, so it's not a hard switch. Yeah, I, I think maybe Jessica Jones is a good example there. of that. And you listen to him in like Doctor Who or or whatnot, you can you can see it. Maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe I'm just so in depth about yeah, the but Scottish. Yeah, tuned ear to it. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not Irish, by the way. In case everyone, <laughs> <laughs> basically the same thing. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's funny when when you reach like. Just a, uh, when you go above Birmingham, when you're reaching now New York, um, not New York, Newcastle. In fact, no, above Yorkshire, when you're reaching like Newcastle, there, that that there, the accent for me gets confused, confusing. Where, sorry? Like Newcastle, Geordie side. Oh, so just yeah. above Yorkshire, you know, before you reach Scotland, that whole area for me is just baffling. You mean all the way from from Newcastle to the top? Uh to Scotland, to the bottom of Scotland. So you wouldn't be able to identify. One Scottish accent to the other. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, God. Scottish accent is not at all. No, no, no. But, like, because... And, and I met, like, a few Geordie people back at drama school. 
And I, I, I honestly thought they're from a different country. Mm. <laughs> I was it like that. But some Welsh people, like even like it. me, I feel like when I listen to my audio, it's it's not fully Scottish. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not fully Glaswegian. If I was went to talk a wee bit more Scottish, it sounded like this. But I don't really roll with that. It's just I think that accents a little bit of a mix of everything because the school that I went to, there's a lot of diversity of people. Okay. Uh, yeah. Some, but mainly Europe. So a lot of Germans, some a lot of English people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and maybe I can't even maybe tried to shy away from the Scottish accent a little bit, so that's why uh, my accent's a little bit more gentrified, if you will. Mm-hmm. But See, actually, I wouldn't really be able to tell. I, I can't distinguish a different... You know, like, Scottish at least, or... you at least knew when mines were Scottish. I mean, you're on something there, right? Yeah. yeah. There we go, there we go, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, do most people not be able to guess yours is Scottish? I think a lot of people who don't know, but it's mainly down to ignorance. Really? A lot of people mm-hmm. just think it's Irish. That's mm-hmm. why I said I'm not Irish. Okay, that makes sense. I was a bit confused. When you were you said like, that. okay, are I you? I missed something. Did you did you think that you were Irish for a second? Yes, of course. But I remember, yeah, when I first met you, I, I immediately could tell that that was a Irish. Um, I think. There we go. That's a Scottish accent. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I think maybe it's because you're an actor. I think that's maybe yeah. Because actually, drama school, I studied speech for a year. Yeah. And to be fair, yeah, I've been to Scotland a few times. Actually, no, only twice. I hate to go back. It's quite funny, though, because I remember I was in Berlin. I was doing a round trip um, of Europe. There who just went to Edinburgh. Yeah. A lot of people pronounce Edinburgh, Edinburgh. And that really triggers me. What? Yeah, I think it's because they, in America they have like... Borough. Like some places called like Pittsburgh or something like that. Pittsburgh. Or, yeah, 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 something like that. Pittsburgh, isn't it? Pittsburgh? Yeah, so that's why they call it Edinburgh, I think, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so the places that they that they have in their country are pronounced differently. But uh, I just find it weird how you're in the country, how you're in the city, and you just won't be able to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> that where they speak the same language as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, despite what other people think. Gosh, but you yeah, said I'd have corrected bare people. Oh well, yes. yeah, I, d- <laughs> I did. I was like, um, actually, actually, <laughs> it's Edinburgh. It's Edinburgh. Cool. Cool. Bruh. <laughs> but you said that you went to drama school, and in drama school uh, in Mount Hugh, you, you said that you were talking about some of the accents mm-hmm. that you had to learn. Like Yorkshire. Yeah. When am I going to use Yorkshire? What did you What did you want out of the curriculum looking back for at least the accents? Well, to be honest, I wanted something that would work more with your castability. Stuff you could be cast for, not just one size fits all kind of thing. You know, because there were, yeah, people of different complexions. And see, that's one thing, actually, when it came to second year, that's when we could decide our own accent. But we did go through a lot of different ones, like, but yeah, we did Scouse, Mank, Brummy. So for people that don't know, <laughs> Manchester, <laughs> Liverpool, and Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham. And we did a. Wait, was that. Wait, wait, was that. Like, it wasn't like a, you can just choose an accent you want. It was like, here's a list, and then choose one of them. Well, uh, no, like, in the classes, it was, okay, tomorrow, uh, next week, we're going to be learning a Manchester accent. Next right. week, we'll be learning Liverpool accent. But then when it came to the the, the test, the exam, if you were, assessment even, um, we could choose our own accent, choose whichever accent we wanted. So I did Jamaican, because why not? Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. I was thinking Kenyan, but I'd already done Kenyan before. Yeah. So I thought, let me let me try Jamaican. How did you feel it went? 
It went well, actually. You know what? I could pick up... Yeah, I picked up a Jamaican accent quite nicely. Because I've, I've done it before. I'd played... Uh, have you seen The Crucible already? Of course, yeah. Tichibuk. Oh, I was the oh, one. Oh. So they're like, right, you have to play Tichibuk. Tichibu. Wasn't Tichibu originally a female? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah we just had to switch it. Whatever. No one else could play other than me. Oh, someone's just popped up again. Fuck again. Get a bit of a oh, thrust one action going on. Oh, that's great, isn't it? Oh. We're going to ASMR again. Great for you guys. <laughs> yes. Put on some Bob Ross, throw on this as well. You'll be good. Uh, I think what's really interesting about casting people of a different ethnicity when it usually requires their ethnicity is when we did when when at least my school I went again not many black people in the university nope sorry tell a lie the the school that I used to go to I went to go and see their production of the crucible and they had someone play Tichuba who was uh from Germany white mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. Where do you stand on this? Because it feels like if you have a production, do you feel like they should honour that by don't do it if it requires to have a black person in there or do you feel that they should be okay just to deal with that if the circumstances I kind of feel that the crucible is, is on a curriculum. <laughs> I think I think everyone has to perform it or something. It's definitely a it's a big thing in Britain, isn't it? Yeah, because we all study it at one point or another. Mm-hmm. So, um, they didn't black this German girl up, so, you know, I'm happy about that. Yeah. No blackface, Jesus. No black <laughs> oh, God, I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but would it also be authentic, because it would do that back in the day. You know what I'm saying? See, it wouldn't do it back bro. in the day, but in this day... In you're back, that's what it is. <laughs> you're back, you're the issue, Andrew. Hey, no, I'm too forward, you see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, because... Uh, it's all jokes. Yes, it can make sense because she's the only one like not from America I guess and since uh, see I, I, yeah I don't, I don't have too big of an issue with that now here's another question let me further on this question right? okay. let, me, let me add on to the part two right? part two here we go that we're, we're going to go to a trilogy here part two <laughs> I auditioned for a production of uh, Hairspray mm-hmm. in Glasgow and this was an amateur theatre uh, later finding out that I had to pay from a membership so I did not do it mm-hmm. uh, but when doing it we said okay so we're going to do the scene uh, where um, uh, they do the uh, I don't know a lot about musicals I'm just going to say the song uh, Black of the Berry uh, oh okay Seaweed song yeah yeah, yeah. Seaweed song yeah I, uh, I played Seaweed once I sung that song no way yeah. did not know that back in the day that was my song gold right there gold uh, but they had they said oh we brought it out and they brought this white guy. <laughs> they brought this white guy. And then they brought this other girl and they were doing the whole song and everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, he's just like a stand-in. But then they're like, oh, we're really excited to see you play him and everything. And I was like, oh, no, he's like the main guy. And I looked around and there was one other person auditioning who was, I think, was maybe like, uh, maybe from like Iran or something like that. And that was like the one other person of color there. And I was like, I feel problematic being a part of this. See, yeah, now, now that I have a problem with. Because, but that's what the, the story's about. The story's about, um... Race. About it's race. centred around mm-hmm. it. It's Jesus. Why would you do that? It's around, like, the Jim Crow times as well, back in the... Like, that makes no sense if they're all white. <laughs> it's, 
See, that one, you shouldn't do. <laughs> you <laughs> just shouldn't do it. We should just side step It makes no point. I did it back in sixth form, and there were very, very few few of us uh, of colour there. But you could still have people of colour. Yeah, there were like right? maybe six, seven of us. Know, so yeah. that was, you know, all the Negroes yeah, yeah. <laughs> together. And they had, the, they had the lighter people at the back. And yeah. the lighter people yeah, really, yeah. really, like, backstage. <laughs> like, so, like, oh, we still have dancers, but they're not on stage. They're behind the curtain. It's fine, don't worry. They're <laughs> like, people a bit further back. And yeah, 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 me yeah. being me, seaweed up at the front. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hey, uh, it would be bad. But, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of mad. Come to think of it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah, that one. That one should just not be done. It's not, like... I don't care if it's in a curriculum or not. How the... How... That wasn't a curriculum. That was an amateur theatre group. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just... But they're obsessed with... See, with how hairspray they don't the last people. I think are. I was talking to my mum about that and like... Uh, I don't think she really understood the full capacity of what I was trying to say when I said it's just all white people. Does she like, know the story? Probably not. Probably, mm. I'm going to say most definitely not. So she was like, oh, it's a job, shall I just go for it? And, you know, and I was like, morally, morally, no, I can't do it. So I think I'm at least happy with myself that I didn't at least like mm-hmm. kind of like sell out, you know, yeah. at that point. Like I still had my morals. When I, mean, I thought I had no morals at that point, I just want a job. But then when you see something like that, you're like, oh, I can't. Is there any been, has there been any jobs where you've had to go, look, I just, I can't do this? Mm, oh, you're so no. lucky if you can. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. So lucky. Oh, so many. I can't think of anything. None? Uh, you've, you've not done it. says card full. <laughs> right, cool, man. <laughs> we down one camera, but that's chill. That's cool, bro. So, unfortunately, I do not know any jokes. Um. Oh, you ready? Oh, my bad. Oh, yeah, I was just letting you go for it. I was letting you go for it. I was, like, <laughs> I was about to start a speech there. Already. That would have gone on for a while, so, yeah, you know, well, good thing you started. I wouldn't have stopped you, so. Um, but, yeah, bro, talk me about... Away, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah, so to me had, about so these had, different... So, I had one job, mm-hmm. which was... Uh, I didn't have this... Okay, so... Uh, we have a thing called Scottish... Uh, filmmakers and actors and that's where a lot of people who are amateurs get their work mm-hmm. uh, in Scotland the Facebook group it's really popular uh, I think if it's done here in London it's just impossible to do because there's so many people wanting it yeah. so it's one particular job um, posted by a guy I won't name his name um, uh, but he did happen to go to the Royal Conservatory of Scotland okay. which he told me and uh, so he said oh yeah he contacted me he's like yeah come for um, a talk we'll do a talk and the character was I didn't know much about the play uh, sorry the, the film he, he said oh we'll come have a talk about it and the character was a a worker at Starbucks who would work he was either the, it was me and one other person in the scene and in the scene uh, 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 someone would come in and try and order a coffee, but we were both gay. I don't know if we were together, but we we're both uh, homosexual workers at the Starbucks. He would come in and he would have, he would do an interview, and he would have homophobic preferences because he was like in war and all this like toxic masculinity. He was incredibly violent, and he would like uh, like do this speech where he's like, "Oh, I hate you," or you know, yeah, he's all saying this really calls really inappropriate words mm. for gay people and stuff like that. I don't always say it, but you know the words. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So I was like, cool. Uh, I read for it. And he's like, great. Love you. Come on. We'll go and do it. I was like, cool. And also found out this guy used to go to the Royal Conservatory of Scotland. But then he left because he said that he had family issues. So he didn't stay. So I was like, oh, wow. Really big deal. I'm working mm-hmm. with someone who works at the Royal Conservatory. 
Oh, wait, he worked there? Uh, no, uh, he no, was a student. He attended there. Oh, okay. Excuse yeah, me. Cool, he cool. attended there. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> so we go on and we have some meetings about the, the production. Uh, sorry, it's a long story. And there was one other girl there who was black, and she was going to play the main characters. Uh, Like, kind of like, so there's a lot of different storylines going on. Uh, And it was mainly, the story was about um, different cultures and how they they work together. Uh, But his his way of going around it was a bit all over the place, kind of like the story I'm talking about right now. It was, so he had... One person who was the soldier who is who had the homophobic tendencies and whatnot. And then he had him. He was so he's the director. He wrote it and he was also playing this one scene where he would have his uh, a girlfriend at the time, and they'd have like a, a physical, uh, you know, um, abuse kind of like instance, and then it would become so aggressive to the point where they start passionately making love. And that woman was an African girl. She was the other black person there. And she seemed really nice, really lovely. And and I was like, okay, great. This seems all great. And then, uh, so that was kind of the story. And there's lots of other people there. I'd had all little roles and whatnot. So he starts the meeting and he says, hi, folks. So um, we've had to ask one people to uh, to um, to leave the production because uh, he had an issue with his washing machine and it broke down. And then he said, oh, sorry, I won't be able to attend the meeting. Uh, and he goes, oh, why not? It's just your washing machine. And he goes, oh, because um, it's my wife and my kid, and I don't want uh, her to leave her with a newborn baby, because uh, you know it's a lot of uh, to to deal with. He's like, okay, cool, don't show up again. So he cut him out, and I was like, that was a clear set, a clear red flag to mm-hmm. just not take us any further. But you know, you want a job. Got to point out right now, this job was free, but you know, connections are connections, yeah. right? And you want yeah. that. <laughs> And uh, the meetings progressed. Um, the second meeting happened, and the black girl was no longer there. And I was like, okay, I'm not seeing her at the meeting. This is weird. And then he went and told us, oh, yeah, uh, this girl, can't remember her name, has um, has uh, left the production due to the fact that I asked her, uh, instead of uh, when we had the sexual scene, instead of me uh, pinning her down and I would have sex, she would turn around, put on a strap on, and then have sex with me. Uh, anally, anal sex, and then she goes, rightly so, as an actress. Okay, um, I understand that, uh, and but I just have to ask why we would do that. Just saying where she can understand it from his perspective, and then he went, "You tell me." And uh, she couldn't figure out an answer, so she's no longer in the production anymore. What? Right? <laughs> it's like it's like. If someone asks you, like, why do you, why, why, why do you feel like that's necessary? Why did you feel it was necessary to change the scene like that? You tell me. It's your fucking idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway. Like, cool. Let's just make sense of it so I can get the, I can understand. There's no conversation. There's like conversations up to you, yeah, right? Yeah, that's weird. <sighs> it's weird, bro. Right. And uh, right. so, so, same, same session. We are. I'm talking with the main guy, uh, the main guy, the army dude, and we're about to do our scene together. Me, another guy, and him. So we're doing the scene. And it's a scene where I'm a bit more of a standoff. I'm a bit more of a, like, a, I've done my character research and I'm, my character's a bit more of a, uh, he's proud of the fact that he's gay and he will stand up for himself if anyone tries to um, do it because it has that in the scene. Uh, but I'm more of like, oh yeah, just fuck off, just get out of here. And it was like, it didn't really feel that way. So I felt it was more necessary to be a bit more aggressive. So if he starts shouting, I'll shout back. 
And so we're doing the scene and he starts doing the thing where he's chanting at me and then I'm like, oh, you should really get out of here. Just fuck off or whatever like that. And then we're looking at each other like the end of the scene, end of the things. And then he stops and he turns to the director and he says, you've got to make him stop or else I'm going to punch him. About me. And what? I was like, yeah, the, the, the actor said, you've got, you've got, you've got to make him stop or otherwise I'm going to punch him. And I got fucking like, my, my heart just poof just dropped and I'm like okay fuck right don't hurt me like we're just this isn't real like you know this isn't real right yeah what the hell so that was like Cause, wait so he was chanting and what were you doing that pissed him off so much so I essentially so essentially he's doing an interview and like we're being like he's like we're like trying to talk to him uh, and being like oh so you love coffee Um, what do you love about coffee and he's like I just want coffee I just want to pour drinks so I can make money kind of thing we're like oh no but we really care about environment and like people and like relationships and stuff like that and that's what we're really about here at Starbucks or whatever we couldn't use the term Starbucks but we changed the coffee place mm-hmm. to be a bit more but anyway so uh, then it would be like oh you're a bunch of, like you're a bunch of poof you're a bunch of yes that or whatever do you know and he's like oh I should have uh, uh, kill of your last one years or whatever that's what you're saying and we're like uh, and I'm like oh you can't be talking like that but I said it a bit more aggressively and I'm like, get out of here, get out, no one wants you to leave. But he, but the director yes. wanted me to be a bit more like, you know, um, reserved with it, but I wasn't reserved. And basically, when you try something out as an actor, you feel that it's correct and then you get told it's wrong. People usually go, oh yeah, that, that was a bit crap. Let's try that again. I mean, let's hit it from a different angle. I've never been feel like threatened before. So that was quite shocking to me. And then we did the scene again, and I was reserved, and I felt like I did a lot better with it. Uh, and the director went, that was great. And he also said to us at one point, yeah, we don't want you to take any other work outside of this, which usually means, like, which is weird to ask someone mm-hmm. when you aren't getting paid. So, Wait, yeah, what? I know I know. there's a lot to take out of this conversation, but... Um, <laughs> You're just but, dropping more, more yeah, like, alarm if bells you have, If you have any more questions, to keep bringing it up because there's a bit more to go. So I had an extra job, so a background artist, if you, if you guys don't know. Background yeah. artist stuff are you just a crowd work, so it doesn't really consider it as a real job. You can't put it on your show reel. Um, but, but money's I told, good. Money's decent enough, mm-hmm. especially when you know you're you're just getting free stuff like I was. <laughs> so I said to him, "Oh, I've got a potentially I have something on Thursday, and the meeting was on Thursday. You know what he's like about throwing people outside uh, of meetings for random yeah. shit like their washing machine or whatever <laughs> not working." So I told him I potentially have, and he said, "Cool, uh, don't show up, don't show up at all. Uh, I don't want you in this production anymore." And I was like, pretty. Looking back, I was like, "Oh fuck, I've lost my job. Oh no, I've What's lost my job." With him? But it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be this mentality where it's like, you know, it was so intimidating. And it's free. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This, come on, man. What, what a dickhead. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that, that was probably the worst job I've had. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. Firstly, his communication skills are non-existent. This dude's a dickhead. But what the hell? Like, you can't make one meeting and then get the fuck out. How, where's he going to find it? How, what? You're not going to have right people with it. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, to each their own. I think like this This dude, what a dickhead. I don't know. But yo, that's just, no, that's actually, that's a, a, an abuse of power. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Big time. And, uh, and, and when I'm in it, when I'm in it, I was just so, so thankful to have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, as an actor, as an actor would, you know, you get yeah. that job, you're like, oh shit, nice, I have something. I can yeah. get to 
working my skills, build up some content and such. Yeah. But no. And he's like, has theories of like why he would, I feel like as, as it went on, he would want me to, uh, you keep doing that with your hands. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> like the <what>? camera <laughs> angle's looking a bit funky for you there. <laughs> he's shaking his raisins, not not the raisins you think, that are the real raisins he's got in his hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God, Andrew. <laughs> Jesus. It's not like type of podcast. <laughs> hey, if they can't see us. Yeah, they can't see, they don't you know, know but they can see it, bro, right here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah Audio people. Hey, guys. <laughs> they, uh, but yeah, bro. Um, when you want a job, you want a job, so... So you never had any experiences like that? No, nothing, nothing oh, crazy. Oh, thank God, bro, honestly. But you've never had, like, what's the, is it the worst job? Just basically shit coordination? Is that about as bad as it gets for you? Pretty much. I haven't, I haven't really hit anything like heavy racism in the industry just yet. I think because I haven't been out auditioning enough. And I haven't really done enough stuff to really be like, yep, cool, that's that's what it looks well, we're like. We're still pretty much at the, like, you know, we're still... The beginning stages. We're still the beginning stages, you know? So there's time for the racism, bro. Don't you oh, worry. Oh, yeah. Don't and you I, worry. I know man. it will come. You know, sometimes when they're like, oh, shit, is this it? And then it turns out not to be. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, it will come, it will come, I'm sure. Man. But one thing, one thing that I'm, I'm liking so right now, now the, the range, the range of, black of black roles, roles they have. They have. Like, you, like, have you, you seen Queen and Slim? Slim? No, no. You haven't you seen Queen Queen and Slim? I fucking love that film. I watched it with you. Calm down. Oh my god. How many people got? 12 of them. Oh my god. You usually get more than one at a time. I'm sorry. Queen of Queen of Queen and Slim. Queen and Slim. When was this made? It was made last year. No, I think it came out in the beginning of this year. Okay, let me know. Give me a. Daniel Kaluuya. Jody, I don't remember Jody's surname. Oh, oh, oh was, this the, was this the one with the the the, the police officer who Boom. got shot? Yes, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. That one, man. Yeah. It was it was a brilliant film, really, really well done. And you know what? I can't. I'm not gonna lie. When I watched that film, I was like, "Damn, I wish I got that role." Daniel Kaluuya had, man, because it was beautiful. But he's he, he's he's like. You see him sneaking up though. He, Daniel Kaluuya is my guy. I mean, oh, he's my guy. get out, get out, made him, mm-hmm. like, and then he. Oh no, no, he was in Skins. Right, right? He was in Skins. Started was skins. Off, skins. He started off with as a as a writer, and then Shit. yeah, they had a little pro. Uh, I think a program for young people that they can write for Skins. So he took up that program, and I think somehow from there ended up getting in the in the show. But I've followed his work for years, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, he was in he even did Sucker Punch at the. Um, I think was it Royal Court, written by Roy Williams. Brilliant play. I used it to get into drama school, and then from there he's done Blue Orange, the old, uh, the Young Vic, and then just boom, get out. Oh, this dude, man. He's where he's like his career is just so amazing. Black Watching Panther, it Black Panther as well. Like he picks his roles amazingly. He really does. Every one of his roles, I'm just there, like, yo, this guy's just killing it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I got a lot of props to him. What was he in recently? I feel like he was in something quite recent. Oh no, it was that film, wasn't it? Queen and Slim, yeah. That's what it was, yeah. Oh, that was it, it. and that just... was the shit. Oh. Okay, I'll watch it because uh, I watched a film, I think, just before that, and um, um, I, I think when I watched that, I was like, oh, it seems a bit similar, so I didn't really want to watch it. So it's the hate that you give, the hate, the hate uh, you give. I haven't seen that yet. I. I have mixed reviews about it. I still enjoyed it for what it is. Um, uh, 
but yeah, I'll get into that for a second. But at the same time, it's uh, someone who who goes uh, they're in a car with a friend. And, gets um, pulled over by the police and he, he gets shot. He gets shot. Yeah. He gets shot. That's a different thing. He gets shot. Mm-hmm. It's less of like a Bonnie and Clyde where they're running away kind of thing. The black Bonnie and Clyde. Black Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, no, it's a completely different story. Uh, but I think maybe that just someone's seen... shot, I mean, obviously it happens a lot, but seeing someone shot, I was like, oh, I didn't really want to watch a film that had the kind of like same like, What's the, what's the word? Uh, Almost happening, same. happening like the catalyst of it, like the the the, the event, the event mm-hmm. that triggers the the rest of the story. But yeah, it's um, I'll definitely give it a look because yeah, you know, can't go wrong it. with Daniel Kaluuya. Exactly, you know, after it finished, podcast changing to Daniel Kaluuya, uh, uh, party boys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya boys. There we go. Yeah, I respect him a lot. You know, when when the film finished, actually, I watched it with my family, me, my mom, and my dad, and after it finished, man. We sat there for a good three to four minutes just in silence, I'd say. So I'm like, just, just taking it in. You know, all the credits, all the funky credits had gone by. Now it was the boring credits that just go from the bottom to the top. You know, you know when it gets to that point, yeah, usually everyone's out the theatre by that point. But we were sitting there just like, whoa, that shit was dope. And to be fair, I think we were the only black people in the cinema. Mm. And we thought we were the last to leave because <laughs> we were just there like that was... That was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But what a film. Lena, Lena, you're... Lena White something. I can't remember her name. Glad you're not spoiling it because uh, you haven't given me anything. So oh, no, I'm not giving you, a, not giving single you a single thing. thing it's Daniel Kaluuya's in it. What and he's amazing. And Lena, I can't remember her surname. Lena, Lena, Lena. Oh, man. But she's usually in comedy. That's one thing I was quite surprised to see that she wrote Queen and Slim. Because usually she's, she's, a, a, she's an actor and screenwriter as well. But... Yeah, I usually see it in comedy stuff. So when I found out she wrote that, I was like, whoa. She's a lead actress. No, she wasn't in it at all. Oh, right. Sorry, you mean she was a writer. Mm-hmm. She just wrote it. And I was just there like, wow. You know, it takes some real depth and just real consciousness. To really, I don't even know. I don't even know what the words are. Just... Well, I think when you do comedy, a lot of the time, it's they tend to be the best kind of serious actors. Because when you do comedy, if you're really good at it, you're usually really good at drama. Mm-hmm. And they say that comedy is the harder thing to do because it's, it is truth. And the joke's funny because you, you're you truthful about it. You know, you're sincere. Um, so I think that they know, I think a lot of comedy writers know drama more than anything. Okay, yeah. see, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a saying that jars with me a little bit. It's, it's easier to make someone cry than it is to laugh, to make them laugh. As an actor. I've heard that a few times. And I'm just there like, I can't make make someone cry. That sounds difficult as hell, but I've made plenty of people laugh when I'm on stage. But to make someone cry, like really cry, wow. Nah. Ballin', bro. Just to be fair, I, I don't think I've made anyone laugh till they cry. So both ends of the spectrums are very difficult to yeah. do, but hey, you got to nail it to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're working towards. <laughs> That's what we're working towards. Man. Yeah. Well, is that film I watch? Definitely. Yeah, dude. Get that film I watch. Do you know what? I realised at the beginning I didn't even ask you what have you been up to in the last month. Do you know what? I've been backtrack. holding on to that for this entire episode. <laughs> hurting my soul inside. <laughs> hurting my soul inside. But I'm better late than never, right? Mm-hmm. How am I doing? Is that what you asked? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah, no, how are you doing? <laughs> how am I, I doing? I, I tried to bring it up earlier. I was like, oh, no, no, we've gone too far now. I'll bring it back later. Do you know, I, I'm, I'm good. Um, 
again, just self-isolation right now. Um, I'm hoping that this podcast can reach people who are self-isolated and then just kind of give them a bit of a distraction for things, so I don't really want to touch on it for too long. But, um, you know, it's um, been taking in a lot more uh, films and different kind of uh, experiences with that. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of... I, I figured out rec- only recently that uh, Robert Patterson is playing Batman. Yeah. And I really liked him. So I saw... Uh, I heard of his film called Good Time, where his brother is mentally disabled, mm-hmm. and uh, they end up robbing a bank d- together. Oh, he snap. convinces him, and then his brother is the one who ends up getting arrested, and he does all of these horrific things to try and get his brother back and it's like a hole that he keeps digging for himself and when i watched that i was like i love this guy like how how much can he push it was after twilight sorry yeah yeah after twilight okay yeah after twilight this is like last year last year and then he did another film with um robert eager robert egger yeah he did um, the film called the witch it was on netflix it was an art house film um, mm-hmm. period piece uh, so his new film The Lighthouse uh, stars William Defoe and uh, Robert Patterson and they're lighthouse keepers and they have to be there for two weeks but then their, uh, their ship doesn't ship turn doesn't up turn and, and there's a lot of like, like supernatural supernatural stuff and it's like, it's like communicating with them and oh my god, like, because it's art house. I love art house and the imagery that they use. You can watch it 15 times and still pick out stuff from it. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I think that was like, that was one of my favorite films that I've watched recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm a sucker for art house. I love art house films. Yeah, yeah. now you do. What do you speak yeah, about? Speak about. Never, 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 I can probably do a better film. Uh, Art House for film is um, kind of like uh, from I think Art House is determined of different things. A lot of the time, it's determined with uh, independent creators. That's usually who do a lot more Art House uh, things, uh, Art House creations, a lot more Art House projects, and it's mainly defined of uh, imagery, sounds, and sight that is quite surreal. Uh, but it tells the story through a different kind of lens, uh, almost like over-exaggerating those properties and trying to tell a story through that. Uh, so you have things like uh, Only God Forgives, which is a really well-known art house film uh, starring Ryan uh, Gosling. It's, uh, after the time he did The Notebook, he did a lot of uh, art house films mm-hmm. to try and get outside of that. Uh, uh, love it. Exactly. So he did uh, this one film, and he barely talks in the entire film. Uh, but it's a film about uh, starring um, Thailand. And uh, I think his brother owns an operation that is quite illegal and he does a lot of these things that are quite illegal and bad. Uh, but Only God Forgives is this one character who, you, if you watch continuously, you'll find out that he is God. And at any time that he's in like a fight scene or whatnot, he always seems like he survives. But it's not done through like, you know, Matrix style or mm-hmm. like really, it just seems like he's a normal person. And uh, so only God forgives as he can choose to survive or uh, he can choose to punish that person or not. And um, spoiler alert, at the end, uh, he chooses to punish Ryan Gosling's character and chops off both of his arms. But you never see him with his arms chopped off. And the original end of the scene was that he was meant to... Uh, was meant to show that he didn't have his arms and that he was uh, with his significant other she was going to feed him pudding and to show that he still managed to have a life outside of his uh, gang-related things and, and whatnot and like kind of like him losing his arms was a metaphor for uh, him leaving that life behind. So it's um, 
and each time, and each time, it's uh, one of the one of the biggest scenes that uh, people have been contra- uh, the controversy about that is that every time he God character, every time that he punishes someone or does his bidding as he does, he'll go and do karaoke. But it's a four to three minute scene every single time of him doing karaoke. So instead of it being like a ten second thing, and he does it like and he like he like does his shit like five times, right? So it's like <laughs> yeah. this every, three, time, every time we have this a, three to, a three to four minute scene of karaoke and you're, like, and you're like, oh my God, make it stop. And are his like punishments quite intense? Yeah, I'm like chopped off his ass. So it sounds very it. intense. So you're sitting there like, whoa, what the hell did I just watch? But what is dude's just singing? But some people have experienced it and said it's the worst film they've ever seen but then some people have experienced it so it's the best film that they've ever seen it's so, really uh, a mixed bag of what you feel um i personally love them uh one of the other films was uh do you know i'm just gonna go on a ramble sorry uh it was scarlett johansson and the film called under the skin i was shown this by my friend who really liked art house films at the time told me to watch it shot in Glasgow mm-hmm. and she rides around a white van in Glasgow and the thing about it was she'd go around and ask people oh um, I'm looking for the nearest hospital can you direct me towards it oh it's just there and there and there and she goes I don't really know the area too well can you jump in and show me these were real people oh snap these were real people that she went up to nast during the film what <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did they not know who she was? Some people would recognise her and go, "Are you not that?" And she'd still be in character and kind of react away and just kind of move on or whatnot. Nuts, but um, when they actually, nuts, but when they actually did go in the car, mm-hmm. uh, the producers and directors would jump on them and go, "Sign this disclosure form, sign it," and then they'd put them in the film. Mm-hmm. But the way it would work. Wait, before or after they got to the hospital? Oh, it was like I think as soon as they jumped in the car. Oh, okay. As soon cool. as they jumped in the car, as far as I know, like just I know it would happen at one point, but yeah, yeah, the, you know it would, but I wasn't sure whether. It would yeah, left. but but the story is that she's an alien, mm-hmm. and uh, she's uh, the way that she feeds is that she feeds on people and she takes them to another dimension and she strips them down to their nakedness and makes them go into like a pool of blackness and in the blackness they are uh, eaten up from inside out so they're just a pile of skin left. So that's oh, how she. That's shit. how she eats people. So he definitely didn't make it to the hospital. No, he didn't make it to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> he made it somewhere. Yeah. Sure he didn't make it to the hospital. Oh shit! Uh, and then that's what you get for it's being a, a good fi- citizen. It's like a film based on beauty because there's a there's a, a certain actor in it who's um got like an elephant man deformity in it, and she was going to eat him, but then she I think she kind of felt bad for him, so she let him go. But he's naked at this point, so he's like running through the streets naked and stuff like that. Uh, but at the end of the story, she kind of wants to try and become human. And there's a scene of her in a restaurant and she's got cake and she tries to eat it. And as soon as she eats it, she just like, kind of like, as soon as it touches like her, uh, her tongue or whatever, she just starts like puking everywhere. And she's like, it's quite sad actually because that's all she wanted was just to become human. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the but the main thing that the takeaway, that I take away from it is the soundtrack gets under your skin. Like, like oh, name. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. And it haunts me. That's one of the things. Anyway. Clever wordplay there. I could talk about this. All freaking day. All freaking day. All freaking You really day. know your shit about films, huh? That's just art house, bro. Okay, Well, house. you know your shit about it. Like, come on, don't put yourself down. You know stuff about theatre that I really don't know. Like, I'm like, okay, who's that? Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah we all have our little, you we'll know, specialties. Things. I suppose, yeah. So, um, would you class Get Out and Call Me By Your Name art house films? I'm sure... It's like it's like anything, right? I think anything can be considered. It's like if something's dramatical and it has a com- it has um, a a joke in it, could you consider it a comedy? 
So well, there's subtle hints. All right, shut me the fuck up. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. I was jo- Damn. All right, Shola, I see you. You're going to drop a little subtle dick, make me look an idiot on... On, oh, on, on Peacock's Yo. podcast, Billion Central, Daniel Cole, your lovers. <laughs> that's what we hit up. That's the expectation. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, a, a generic film that I can kind of suggest to you that would be considered art house. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, that's the thing. I don't, a lot of them aren't really shown in... Uh, Oh, I don't know. I can't I mean, think of any. To be honest, I, I'm I'm still not sure. I grasped the full concept. Of I think art I, th- house. I think for next podcast, right? Okay, next podcast. I think Andrew, you should watch an art house film. Yeah, um, bro. I'm on. I'm on self isolation here, but give me give me a list. I will try and get you one film I could think of. It's really good. Uh, Only God forgives. I think it's throwing you. F- it might be throwing you far too into the deep end. <laughs> I think. I think it's a bit much. There is a film called uh, by the same person called Neon Demon. Neon Demon. It's about the modeling industry, okay. and uh, if you can try and think, I th- whatever you consider art house is like, what the fuck is this film about? If you're like that at the end of it, like I have no idea what I just watched, but I loved every second of it. That's what art house film is. For Inception. Me. No, because that's about dreams. <laughs> you know, that's about dreams. Right. As you know, to be fair, yeah, I got Inception. Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, cost it. Lost. Do you know what? But to be fair, people could be listening to us and go like, oh, you're not doing the proper definition of what Art House is. So, I mean, I Bro, could... people will cuss us out for anything. Do you know what, man? Sounds like the haters, I don't care. That's it, because we got Daniel Kaluuya in our back, man. This video is sponsored by Daniel Kaluuya, okay? Bro, it's not as much. I wish, I wish. Why would he sponsor a podcast? It wouldn't happen. Uh, but you wanted to talk about you wanted to talk about the film Us, didn't you? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Let's do that. Let's do that. Us, because uh, while we're on the topic of films, uh, we're going to bring it back to uh, Jordan Peele's. Uh, Rob, have you got notes? I got notes. Oh, I thought you had some notes there. I thought you were no, looking I'm down just, like that. I was like, this is this is it. me not trying to have an aneurysm while I'm thinking. <laughs> I can only do one thing at a time, so I'm like, eyes and brain shut off, my hands moving. <laughs> so I. Uh, yeah. Us, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that film recently. Um, I already know what to add to it, actually, because because I think I think when we were talking about it, you were watched half halfway through it. Yeah, so I was a bit like, "Whoa, what's, like, oh, what's gonna what's come?" Going on? Were you did your um idea of it change once you finished it? Yes, because it seemed like you were a little bit like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, <laughs> I did. See, I, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to compare it to Get Out, but it's hard. Not it's to. hard not because because well, Jordan Peele, man, came straight at the gates with Get Out, like fucking hell. That's an amazing film, and I've watched it four times because well, I, I think I got everything by like time two, but then <laughs> by the second time even, but then I had to introduce my brother to it, and I also introduced my family to it as well because it's just such a brilliant film and so much layers to pick into it as well. Mm-hmm. Us, Us was still a really a great film. I I really liked it, but it's just so hard not to put a comparison in your mind. Difficult. Difficult. Man. See, one thing actually, one thing that um, I wouldn't say ruined some of it for me, but 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 kind of took away a bit the 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 fear factor of it is was, you know, when they're in the spoilers. Oh snap! Fair point. Should we not spoil nothing? Actually, Come no, no. Me. We've already said it right now. It's spoilers, okay? Spoilers. If you haven't seen us, turn off your turn please, off. Please just 
Just, just skip stay. five minutes, okay? Yeah, just do it. Okay, go on. So, um, yeah, so the part where they go out to into the, the glass, uh, the mirror place, the mirror... Yes, the, the, like the, uh, the, the fun house. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's called, yeah. the fun house. When you go downstairs and you actually see the area that they live in, the shadow people live in. It was not nearly as scary as I expected. As your mind. Yeah, my mind was like, well, when oh, when Lupita Nyong'o filled out, um, painted the picture, even it just it describes such a scary, scary situation, a scary area. And you go there, it looks a bit like a psychiatric ward-ish. You know, it's bright lights, people acting all weird, but you know, it, it oh, because I'm not even sure she says something about people brought up from the depths of darkness, and Oh, stuff like that really paints it as this, this scary, almost pitch black place. I think once you see it, you think it's like kind of like an iconic horror as it as it starts and stands out with the like the red jumpsuit and the scissors. Mm-hmm. It's an iconic look. Yeah. So that kind of goes with the vibe. You're like, okay, I'm experiencing something of history right now. So when uh, you have that, you do have high expectations literally coming right off mm-hmm. of Get Out as well. So uh, I think once... I think every film has its different levels and what it's supposed to do because Get Out changed to everything. So oh. the expectations after that, I don't think anything would have came out and I don't think, I think anything could have came out and it wouldn't have been, everyone would have like not liked it because it wasn't as good as, it wasn't like, you know, game changing as Get Out was. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In fact, I think, I think I did used to watch Us again because I feel like maybe... Well, while you though, while you... That's a good. I'm in self isolation, yeah, brother. I, I, I probably will. We'll see what happens, man. <laughs> I'm gonna read this whole time. I want a report for next for episode five. Okay, <laughs> that's what I want. I want an Oz report. Jeez, because yeah, yeah, I feel like maybe I missed something. Maybe I missed some stuff. Because I I watched half of it one time, and then I went to watch the rest of the, the, the second half a few days later, and I was like, no, no, no. You know what? Jordan Peele would want me to watch it from the beginning. So I rewatched it from the beginning. Oh, you rewatched it from the beginning. Okay. Yeah, cool. I wanted to build the tension so I could really be there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like close all the blinds, have the light, and everything just dark. Yeah. And yeah, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah? I think I need to watch it again. I need to watch it again. I think so. Maybe, maybe. Um, I appreciate it for what it was. Uh, um. Maybe because I didn't expect a lot from it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I tried I to grow up from expectations, which is hard. It's really hard. Uh, but yeah. yeah. To be honest, I don't even think you ruined it. I don't think you ruined, think you ruined much, much of that, actually. You can watch back now, guys. It's fine, don't worry. It's okay, no spoilers. There wasn't really much spoiling, but no, it was like, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't fantastic either. Maybe. Like what I feel like it. I feel like it could have been quite amazing. Still, if if, if I just rewatch it, it'll be quite amazing. Yeah, I think. yeah. Because there's a lot. You, there's a lot of imagery you can take away from all mm-hmm. the, like the rabbits and the and um, uh, reference to Hands of America. I believe that's what it was. Like it was like a. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Hands of America. The charity. Yeah. Is that so? That's a that's a real charity, isn't it? Yeah, I've no idea what it's about. I didn't really go on my research for it. So. Neither did I. But yeah. I'm sure I've heard about it. So that's the thing. Like you know, I mean. Films are typically with films like that, uh, you can kind of. That's a little bit of art house. Maybe that's a little bit of art house. I don't know. Well, Do you know uh, what? Let's stop doing that's Okay, I'll just get you an art house film. It's cool. Yeah. You don't confuse me. <laughs> I'm, so. I'm confusing me. I'm confusing myself. I liked it. I enjoyed it. There's a lot to pick out. So maybe, yeah, another watch could do you good. 
Mm-hmm. I think so. Movie. Just a lot to pick out because. Yeah. But it was it was a sick film nonetheless. It was yeah. really good. Dude, we've been going for quite some time, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, snap! An hour. Hey, hey. Four minutes. Look at us, boy. Not Is there anything you want to? Do you want to um, close up? Wildlife life of Kenya, baby. Oh, good. That's dude. what I'm saying. It's oh, my top. Dude. My creased top. Is that the one that you... You know what? You dressed up looking fresh. I just... Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, we ain't partying outside. We're partying inside, <laughs> under a basement, in Andrew's bunker, okay? Remember, oh. guys, fifteen ninety nine for one square of toilet paper, <laughs> right? Okay? If you're going to miss this deal, you're an idiot, right? Find That's us on Ogunyemi.com. Mm-hmm. Ogunyemi.com. <laughs> <laughs> Dot. Gichigi, okay? Gichigi. Cool. Cool. Uh, but is there anything you want to um, finish off with the podcast? Because I've given um, I've given you some homework. Is there any homework you want to give me? Any extra points that you want to hit up before we finish off? Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I have a homework for you. Oh, shit. What well, a homework for me and you to do. Oh, no. Read the play. Red Velvet, the one that oh, we took out. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, tell them about Red Velvet. Tell them how long we've had that shit. So we've closet. had this for, gosh, like eight months. What plays that we saw? We watched Wife at the Kiln Theatre. What was it called? Wife. Wife. Wife, yes, yes. Yes, the um, production about um, adults. Was it yeah, it was, uh, ish. It was, it was, yeah, kind of like actors... Doing a doll's house, but then the real drama happened off stage, kind of yeah, style. Yeah, 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 yeah. From different years, it was like eighteen hundreds, and then two thousand, and then somehow like a few years was it in the future as well. One of them. Yeah, it was like oh, yeah, it was like, a lot of it was about based around relationships. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. based, based around on relationships, heterosexual, homosexual relationships. Yeah, so, about like you know women as well, women's rights because of the previous uh, mm-hmm. time and whatnot. But yeah, we that had, uh, after the play, we had... We, we went to the, the little chill-out spot. The, the lobby, that's it, the lobby. And that that's was our some... spot, don't worry, you can't take it. You can't sit spot. with us, okay? <laughs> you can't fucking sit with us. <laughs> so we went to this chill-out spot to you know, digest the film, and not the film, the play, digest and maybe talk about it as well and, and catch up a little bit. And then we saw these plays. There was a little library there where you could take plays from it. So we scrolled through and came across one with our man Adrian Lester on the front mm-hmm. called Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. So I picked it out and I was like, oh, okay, shit, I might take this. Shola found another one. He's like, oh, shit, we can both read this. So like, yeah, next time we see each other, we'll read it and talk about it. We would have read it and talk about it even. That was eight months ago. We've not read it at all. No, I've not picked it up. No, okay, I'm definitely, definitely going to do that because we could probably do uh, a podcast about that. As well as... Uh, I have it at my bedside table still. Dude, we just need to do it. Right, okay, so... um, uh, One of us just randomly texted each other, pick up that fucking book, yeah. and then we'll read it. So, But this was uh, a month in between the last one, and if this self-isolation uh, continues and we're in lockdown, then I'll probably just have to come over here like next month and do it again. <laughs> yeah, I'll we'll g- do it over the phone somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll probably do escape when I was so out of for it. But... Um, it, this this but this podcast might potentially come out a bit earlier then because of that, uh. But no, so next time we'll read the book. That's a good one. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's a good one because that's a difficult one. Great. Yeah. Great. Okay. That, that one's going to be long. Yeah. I'm kind of regretting saying it now. Now, to be fair, I, I like reading plays. Every, every, yeah, every plays are a plays. lot easier to read. I think. Mm, but see, yeah, I like. Oh, it's difficult because I don't like reading, but I do it. But um. But you're but you're an audio man though. Yes, yeah, oh, sorry, I like, I like this yeah, podcast. Yeah. 
one thing I don't, well, just reading for me is long, but I love like hearing other people's opinions and thoughts. And I, I do love reading it too. Because I pick it up visually. Because sometimes with audibly, I can, I can daydream. Same as visually. But um, yeah, but I just find reading to be long. It's going to be a challenge for me too. <laughs> well, here's to that. We'll do here's that next that, time. Uh, guys, tune in uh, yeah. for the next episode where we review this book. Please hold us accountable because we might not do it, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I will make sure Andrew watches Neon Demon. Or, or That's what it's cool. I was going to ask you what's yeah. called. Don't I worry, we'll, we'll get the Demon. notes later. So, but guys, uh, we will definitely uh, read that and do a review of that to let you guys know. Um, if you like this episode about um, Black Masculinity, please uh, let us know what you think about it. Yeah, we dove quite over a few different topics. There. I think nice. we're a bit more controlled than last time, though. Yeah. We're still finding our ways. You know, still, still new to the podcast our games, place. you know. Still new. Uh, but the Peacocks podcast is going strong. Do you know, we're Peacocks. We're, uh, we're actors. We're typically known to like to flex and show off our wings. But sometimes... We just want to sit down and chat about things and uh, and uh, show you know that we have different personalities apart from just trying to um, uh, have loudmouths on stage and uh, on screen. So thanks for joining us for this episode, and uh, we'll see you for the next one. Second. Did you write that? No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. <Ed. laughs> <laughs>